1: Get set for another hour of the latest financial information and economic news affecting your bottom line. Jr. and Anthony are committed to helping more Americans like you optimize their income, reduce their tax risk, and reach financial freedom. So let's start the show. Here are your hosts, Anthony Correo and Jr. Rochford.
2: Here I am, Jr. Rochford, with Rochford and Associates, a fully independent, fourth generation family practice of financial services representatives in sun city arizona so you may be wondering why it's here i am and not here we are anthony is helping a friend move to i believe it's south carolina i should know this shouldn't i i believe it's south carolina this week so shout out to zach and my i hope you guys are traveling safe and having fun so can you imagine leaving me without adult supervision though well that's not entirely true if I get in trouble here, Jim is still waiting to bail me out, so I'll see how it goes. Anyway, we are gl- I am <laughs> glad you're here. I know the last thing you need is a money show, another money show, but I'm so glad you're here. Thank you for being here. So, let's get right into it. This show is a little bit different. I realize that. I still listen to other financial shows each weekend, and I and I want to throw this out there. If you've been listening to us any length of time, You know, our show is really it's it's way less about financial matters. It's more about current events and how they're likely to affect our financial matters. So and that's that's just we we took this on to sound alarms. We think the world's changing, not necessarily in a good way. And we want you to be awake. We want you aware. We want you nimble, especially when it comes to your health and your finances. We can't help you much with our with your health. But at least with your finances, we're hoping nothing shocks you and nothing surprises you. We used to use a little bit of a tagline that our job is to help you protect and grow in that order. We always want people to be proactive, not reactive. We want you prepared, not scared. I have to remind you, when, when a lot of negativity is present in the show, it's not to scare you. It's not to be clickbait and just be sensationalized. We're trying to let you know, you know, yes, Anthony's been right. There's always something to worry about, but I think I'm right too. I don't think in history there's ever been this many things to worry about. You know, I, I'm the one that does a little outliner for a show. Sam, Ford, Jim, Doug, the team that we have does a really professional outline. I think I've referred to it once or twice in a year and a half. It's just, it's very financial. So the, when the day comes that the world settles down and you want to hear about Roth conversions and you want to hear about asset-based long-term care and generational wealth transfer, we we have all that stuff for you. I just, you can get that on a lot of different shows. So this one, we're, we're sticking to current events. You know, this past weekend, I did listen to a couple of financial shows. One actually kind of shocked me I, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. So I, I listened to the entire hour and it, and it was said a couple of times. So it, it kept shocking me. The, the show, I'm not going to mention names, obviously. I mean, it's, it is a good show. They give great information. But one thing that was said really kind of threw me off. The, uh, the host's counterpart said basically the first 10 callers are going to get a free portfolio review. And I thought about that. I'm like, well, what about the 11th? I mean, what if I have the misfortune of being number 11 or 12? So the first 10 quarters, you, crawlers, you get a free portfolio review. But then he added that they can't take any more than 10. And that piqued my interest. He, he said it's the reason it's almost the end of the year. And I thought about that. I'm like, nah, I didn't hear that right. So I kept listening to the show. Up more good content. The show was really good. Again, I'm not slamming it. I just find this part odd. Went back to it, said it again. You know, the next 10 callers, the first 10 callers, you get a free portfolio review, but we shut it off after that because it's almost the end of the year. And I thought, what What does that mean? You know, first of all, it, it was <laughs> it was the middle of November, so I'm not sure what that means the end of the year. I mean, I I still think we have, you know, what, 10% left of the year. The The second thing I thought, you know what this is? This is psychological. This is the law of scarcity. You know, this is people trying to tell you we want to see you and we want to see you now. I get that. You know, people put off things they they don't want to deal with. You know, dealing with your finances, dealing with what you should do with taxes, all that stuff. It's not fun. We all know that. But I just, you know, for an advisor to be on the radio and making it sound like they're only going to help a handful of people, I just find that odd. So, and if you are, if you did call into that show, and you were number eleven, and they really did cut you off, which I somehow doubt. Call us, call Rochford Associates, conveniently located a little bit west of the Loop One Hundred One on Bell Road. You know, a family practice. We're not, we're not going to shut down at the end of the year. We'll see you <laughs> on a holiday week. That's no problem. So call us. Anyway, moving on. With our job being to protect and grow, a lot of times I think about normal financial planning, and I and I think of how it's a little bit dry. You can get that anywhere. And then I think about the stuff that we bring you every week. Some of it is very, I, I would say, alarming. I mean, you know, this, this week will be no exception. One of the things I read, apparently, there was a drone shot down in the Middle East War. And, you know, that's a big deal. First of all, I'm not sure why I have a need to know that. But what struck me as odd, they said the estimated value of the drone was $30 million. Think about that for a second. We have a lot of people that are food insecure. We've got a lot of people in this country that are, that they're living paycheck to paycheck. You know, we've told you that the credit card load has gone, you know, over a trillion dollars. We throw the word trillion around a lot now, so it, it doesn't seem that shocking. But let me tell you, it's kind of shocking. It's double what it was in the last financial collapse of 08, 09, 10. So when, when there's people that are hungry, when there's people that have to move their encampment, and then you're telling me one Little piece of, I don't know how little it is, one piece of equipment for this war effort is $30 million. I don't know. Something seems really wrong. So, and speaking of the Middle East war, I brought to you a couple weeks ago, I, when I first read that Christopher Ray, the FBI director, gave a warning that there could be a possible terrorist attack on U.S. soil, That that hasn't gone away. I haven't heard it since on the media, so obviously I seek it out. Looked again yesterday to see if that's still a thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a thing. And by the way, that makes me angry, too. If, if there's, you know, if we had closed borders, if we knew who was in this country, I'd be a little bit less nervous. We've just spent a couple of years letting people flood into this country. Apparently, a whole bunch of people have been detected that are on some sort of a watch list. And then the FBI director comes out and says, well, you know, there's a possibility of a terrorist attack. No kidding. No kidding. What do you expect to happen? I learned probably 15 years ago that there are a bunch of Muslim Brotherhood training camps in this country, many different states. It, it was on. There was an episode on 60 Minutes. This made it mainstream. And it, it just seemed like it was not urgent. Yes, it's important, but not urgent. And I kind of forgot about it. A guy that I know actually teaches class on the infiltration in this country of people from other nations. And now it's coming back in a big way. You you look at all the stuff, the geopolitical stuff going on, and it's almost, it'll be shocking if we don't have a problem in this country. By the way, how do I tie this to finances? How do I bring a potential terrorist attack on American soil to finances? You're, the stock market, <laughs> let me do a little leap here. The stock market, which by the way, as I'm recording this today, it is November 15th. The show airs on Saturday, but we record on Wednesdays. And watching the, I'll call it a melt up. We haven't had a good melt up in a little while. The, the, you know, the Fed uh, said that they're likely not to raise raise, raise rates again. And the market is so joyous about this. The issue is we were supposed to get down to a 2% inflation target rate. And it's at like, I don't know, three or four. And so the market's rejoicing. They, They probably don't have to raise rates. Well, first of all, I thought you had to get it to two. Second of all, are you really telling me that inflation is at bay now and that everything's okay? What if we go to higher inflation? What if we ever went to hyperinflation? It's not over. Sorry. And some of my side reading, as I'm watching the Dow Jones Industrial Average, the S&P 500, the NASDAQ, these things are flying high today. They were flying high yesterday. I read that 170, I believe it was, Burger Kings in this country are going up for auction If they're not sold, they're going to close. 170, that's a big amount of Burger Kings. Another 70 Wendy's branches. I mean, I I don't know. I don't think the economy is as okay as we're being told. So terrorist attack happens. I think like 9-11, we will have a stock market plunge that will shock everybody. And I am watching. I'm watching what people are doing with their 401ks. People seem very, very unworried for some reason, you know, the old buy low, sell high, that is still a thing. I mean, that's the stuff I heard when I was a kid. When I was a kid talking to my grandfather, my father, there were no marijuana stocks you could buy. There were no high frequency trading computers that were, you know, giving the advantage over individual investors. Everything that we see now, it's kind of a rigged game to begin with. You know, the Dow Jones industrial average being only 30 companies, and when one underperforms, they take it out, put a new one in, that's a rigged game. So what's what what's going to happen here if we have some sort of a change? I think things are going to dump really hard and really fast. We want people to be aware of that. Part of the whole thing with your money in the stock market, IRA, 401k, SEP, simple, any of these things, you know, you you should always be diversified. Don't put all your eggs in basket. We all know that. But a lot of times people, they they invest, they get some help, and then they never change it. So over the years, your diversification gets smaller and smaller. And you have people like me, you have advisors out there, and our whole thing, you know, when, when there is a little bit of a downturn, we're out there telling you to buy, buy the dips. You know what we're not out there telling you? Sell the peaks. This week, and I can't give you specific recommendations, especially over the air where I don't know who's listening. But I can tell you in general, one thought for you, if things are way up and there's a lot of uncertainty, don't you think you should start dollar cost averaging out? If it's good for your situation, I'm being real careful how I say this. Don't you think buy low, sell high is still a thing? And no, I'm not trying to time the market. You know, I mean, you've heard that advice too. You can't time the market. Well, you can. It's just usually looking back. If you give me a dollar to invest, and then a year later, you want that dollar back. If we had a market correction and it's worth fifty cents, and you take it, you didn't time it that well. <laughs> so, but if you if you've got a dollar fifty, you did all right. Take take it out. You know the whole thing. Be diversified. Make sure you ladder your money out. We're gonna get to the banks today, as as we do every week. You know, I mean, I we have solutions for you on all this stuff. My whole thing with the stock market, I, it's way 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 overblown. In my opinion, when you have the eight companies, you know, watching Meta, it's just insane. I mean, I don't know, are they up a couple hundred percent this year? Meta is insane to me. If there's seven or eight stocks that are keeping the S&P 500, the presumably more fair, you know, index of our, you know, the situation of our country's health, if only a handful of stocks are propping that up, how does that fare? And, you know, we look at statements every week. If you look at the broad indexes, indices and they're doing so well. But when I look at people's statements, it's not equating. It's not the, they don't match up. And I'm like, well, yeah, because the S&P 500, unless you have Google and Apple and Meta, you, you're not getting those kind of results. You've got something with all the rest of the stocks in it. So it's not going to be able to perform as well. And I, I look at it like, what do you do about it? It's your money next to your health. It's probably the second most important thing on this planet for you to deal with. I would act accordingly. You know, people that say, well, the markets are forward-looking, you shouldn't try to time the markets. I get that. But let's let's break that down for a second. Let's say the financial markets are forward-looking. Do you think, you personally listening to me right now, do you think things are going to be the same, better, or worse in this country in five years, 10 years, 20 years, if you think everything's gonna be better, you probably need to be at a, a higher risk level. You know, I mean that's that's it's easy to do this job looking backwards. We manage money into the future without a crystal ball. So it's kind of difficult looking forward. But I can tell you what, you know, I, I look at Jim, I look at Anthony, I look at Jay, I, I look at younger people. And I think, let's say, for example, we do not go into a full blown you know, World War Three conflict with Iran, which then Russia and China get involved. We let's say we don't go into something severe. We still have to fix Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security, healthcare, borders, political division. There's so much going on. My I've got a friend who lives in New York or New Jersey. I I don't want to get too specific with this, and we talk fairly regularly. We were talking this morning about something that I say all the time. I I think the media, I think a lot of people are trying to divide this country, gay versus straight, black versus white, haves versus have-nots, red versus blue. Now we have to add Jewish versus non-Jewish. And it's it's huge. It's this huge division that's going on right now. And to me, standalone, it's not good. But when you combine it with all the other divisions, it's getting worse and worse. How are we going to fix this? And people my age... You know, I'm I'm about to be 60. I'm supposed to be thinking about when to start Social Security. I'm not supposed to have to think about, you know, whether or not a family member is going to alienate themselves or me because a politician is good or bad. And guess what? I mean, guess what happens next year? We're into another full-blown political season. So I expect we're going to have a lot to watch and talk about with that too. And and you know, that may very well affect our finances also. Back to finishing up on the stock market. I think it is a really 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 good time for you to take a look at what you have. Make sure you understand what you own. It is important. It's your money. When we manage money, it's it's, it's funny because a lot of people, you know, if they're moving to us, they're they're kind of, you know, they're a little bit apprehensive about going to their advisor or their broker or whatnot. You know, it's a friend, it's a family member. I've been with this person forever. It's like, I mean, I have news for you. This is your money. This is business. It needs to be important to you. You know, I mean, advisors were really, I hate to say this to you, our our thing is sales. It's not really helping you. There's a reason the government had to come in and say, you're all going to be a fiduciary, which simply means put your interest in front of my own. It's pretty sad that you have to tell advisors that if they're managing your health or your money, and yet they did do that. So my whole thing, we're shouting, we're sounding alarms every single week. And my whole thing, what should you do about it? You need to get a second opinion. You need to sit down with somebody. You know, we, we want to see you. If you've been listening to the show and you've been loyal to us, that means you're open <laughs> to our, our realism. Sit down with us now. Let us look at your situation. We're not going to charge you. We, you know, our whole thing, I listen to these shows where it's like, you know, if you've saved up a quarter of a million, I don't care. And I know Anthony feels the same way. If you've saved up $5,000, we are going to take the exact same care with you as if you have 500,000, if you have 5 million. We, so take it seriously. I mean, you know, once again, I'm sounding alarms. I don't have Anthony to slow me down or stop me today. So this is going to be one long rambling rant, but you know what? Leave me without a supervision. You get what you get. So one more thing about stock markets and financial advisors. If we do get to the end of this little mini melt up soon and things start going down, all of the advisors are going to start coming out of the woodwork again saying, you know, don't try and time the market. It's only a paper loss. That has always been one of my favorite things. It's only a paper loss. I don't know. When I look at my statements, to me, it's really, really a real loss. If I want my money today to buy a condo and it's down by 40%, that becomes awfully real in my mind. My personal thing about this, you just literally had about a 15-year run up in the markets. <laughs> and with the advisors out there, they're not out there saying take money off the table. They're not saying it's only a paper gain Why don't you make it real? Why don't you take some of this money out of your account and pay down debt? You know, buy a hard asset. So I, I, boy, and I think we're going to have these conversations again really soon. But I I pride myself on being a realist. I tell people I'm not a pessimist. I'm not an optimist. I know how I come off on this show. But I promise you, all I'm trying to do is do the best I can to see what's coming at us. And, And it's not that great of news. I, I did sit with somebody yesterday yesterday we had our monthly West Valley men's networking group and I sat with a man named Brian who I've known for a while and he's he's a real estate investor he's a loan guru I mean this guy this guy knows the real estate market and it was nice because we had a really good conversation you know we talked about my previous conversations with you guys about you know I think it's horrible that Zillow is gonna offer a one percent down loan on a house, and he gave me the other side. I mean, yesterday was really eye opening. He said that basically, it's great if you think things are negative, you need to point that out, but point out the positive too. And he told me a story about two step kids, and they they were in an accident. They each received ten thousand dollars. So one of the kids bought a used car. In a few years, the used car was ready to go. It had high mileage. It was ready to be traded in. So the other sibling put the money down on a home. And that sibling was in college, wound up getting a degree, did that home as a rental property, and got the income coming, started getting more and more equity, turned around, and used that to leverage into another home to buy a primary residence. And now that sibling, going, going, this is going back about six years ago, I believe he said, now that sibling has stake in four different rentals and a primary residence, and is doing great. Passive income, the cash flow to supplement the income, and I was like, "So all my t- my negativity, you still can buy into things. You can get opportunities and advantages." I need to I need to do a better job about pointing that out. You know, here here's some here's a bright side. I'm saying I think there's going to be a housing market crash. I think there's going to be a real estate cycle where we need to worry about short sales and foreclosures again. Here, here's a bright side to my negativity in the stock market. If it crashes like it did in 2008, if it's worse like 1929, 30, 31, whenever that was, if that happens, unless the world ends, there's going to be amazing opportunities. Another reason to look at what you have, if you're fully invest, invested right now, and we have a sizable correction... Where are you going to get that money? You know, when stocks are cut 40, 50%, where are you going to get the money to buy? You know, so look at your portfolio. Maybe now's the time to take some of these profits. Don't take them out. Don't pay off the debt. Like I was saying, don't buy a passive income. You know, get this money sidelined into cash and then wait when the opportunities get here, you'll be ready to buy when things are half off. So there's me being as happy as I can be. Back to stock market related stuff. If Anthony was here, one of the things that he wanted to kind of go a little further on today is WeWork. He's been talking about WeWork and how the stock, you know, the company's crashed and yet the stock is still present. People are buying it. He sent me something and I know he hates reading to me, but he's not here. So he sent me something that, that you need to hear. So it says here, Adam Newman can't be stopped. That was the CEO of WeWork one concession was a roughly $430 million loan from SoftBank to Newman that had a key feature. Newman wasn't personally on the hook for paying it back. First of all, how many of you ever got a $430 million loan? <laughs> I know usually it's kind of a struggle to get a $25,000 signature loan, but here no there. So Newman wasn't personally on the hook for paying it back. Instead, If he stopped paying, SoftBank would be able to seize his shares in WeWork as collateral. Well, we know what's happening now. Let me continue with one more part of this. The value of that collateral has plummeted with WeWork's stock price near zero. Newman's WeWork shares are currently worth $4 million, down from around $500 million in the fall of 2021 according to fact set softbank, softbank executives worry that newman may elect simply to walk away with the money he has lent and hand it over and hand over the shares people are familiar with that situation said really so you loan this man 430 million dollars and then now he has to pay back 400 million worth of share I know what i'm doing wait no i'm morally sound so i'm not doing that but Oh, you know what? Jim just pointed out that it's getting close to break time here. So let's do that. Let's go to a break. But when we come back, I want to tell you one more thing that I just learned last night about Adam Newman that's kind of shocking. So we will be back in a minute. You know you can find us at 623-523-0444. You can reach out to us with your questions, show ideas, that sort of thing at team at another money show.com my pet project look for us on youtube we've got another we've got a little video coming out this afternoon i understand but watch us on youtube spread the word we really want to grow this thing we really want to keep this going so we will be right back and we'll finish up with WeWork, and then talk about a few more interesting things going on thanks so much for being with us
0: Remember, all of Jr. and Anthony's listeners receive a free financial consultation just for listening to the show. Visit anothermoneyshow.com to learn more and schedule an appointment. Thanks for listening to Another Money Show and subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts.
1: at rochford and associates we know the road to financial freedom is not a straight path and the journey is different for every family and in times like these we want you to feel confident that you're safely on track to meet your retirement goals
2: we want to ask you to prepare for economic chaos we want you to prepare for bank volatility we want you to ensure and protect your assets with a smart plan our
1: team can help you make the most of your hard-earned savings using strategies that are right for
2: you I want more people to sit down with us. When we talk about a financial plan, it's different for every person we meet. We tailor make our plans.
1: Schedule your no obligation consultation today by calling 623-523-0444. That's 623-523-0444. Rochford and Associates, veteran owned and proud to serve Americans like you.
3: Is it possible for your turkey to be inflation-proof? I'm Jim Taraboke here for the Retirement.Radio Network, powered by AmeriLife. According to a recent study by Wells Fargo, the pace of inflation may be slowing down, but this year's Thanksgiving dinner could still prove pricey. Trevor Alt of ABC News explains further. Some products still have rising price tags. Ham at an all-time high with a price of $4.56 a pound in September. It's up 5% from last year. And canned cranberries are up 60%. Meanwhile, a recent report by advantagesolutions.net states 50% of Thanksgiving food shoppers say inflation will alter their spending. 59% plan on spending more this year in 2023. But as ABC News' Becky Worley reports... Grocery stores across the country are using a counter strategy to help you save money.
1: But grocery stores are indeed trying some new marketing campaigns, which could result in a super inexpensive dinner and maybe even a free
2: bird.
3: Joprite supermarket, for example, is giving away a free turkey to shoppers who buy at least $400 of food. For giant supermarket shoppers, 400 membership points can be redeemed for a free turkey up to 20 pounds. Target is getting into the act as well after announcing it will be serving a Thanksgiving meal basket to feed four for under $25, including a turkey at less than $1 per pound. Thanksgiving and inflation may be antagonists of one another, but thanks to some smart thinking and strategizing, you can have a worry-free dinner and a full plate of turkey for Thanksgiving. For the Retirement.Radio Network, powered by AmeriLife, I'm Jim Tarabokia.
1: This is another money show, except this one's different. This one's actually fun.
2: Welcome back to another Money Show. Thank you so much for being with me. I miss Anthony today, but he'll be back next week. So if this seems like a long rambling rant from Jr., it is, but we'll get back on track next week. So back to finishing up. We work. <laughs> I learned last night that Adam Newman is worth in the neighborhood of one point seven billion dollars. I'm not sure what the average worker is worth, but I highly doubt it's more than a billion and a half dollars. So, and it just, again, when I talk about the polarization, when I when I keyed in there, the haves versus the have-nots, how's this for a story? I mean, you, you your company can take a dump and go away and you can leave as a billionaire and you've got workers that have to go find a job and this is going on all over the place. You know, we we put the United Auto Worker strike to bed a couple weeks ago, and now I hear it's not finalized. I'm hearing that GM, there's some issues and it may not be over. But, you know, you look at yellow freight. We haven't talked about that in a while. And by the way, do a little digging on yellow on the truck company that went south and start looking if there's more. I need to dig into it further, but I've, I found out there's a whole bunch of smaller companies that are also going away. That's not a good sign for our commerce, for our society. So I'll, I'll bring that back to you when I get more done on it. But I heard a bunch more trucking companies are still closing up. So the whole thing with Adam Newman: the rich get richer, the poor hover, and the middle class is shrinking. And some of it is because people like that. No offense to you, Adam, I'm sure you can get by on your 1.7 billion, but it's it's just, it's frustrating. And then I look at, <laughs> so I look at corporations, I look at CEOs, I look at the disparity of pay between the workers and the COs. It makes me angry. I, I, I. Then I also look at our government. Here's where I'm going to get in trouble. I realize that, but I'm willing to take that chance. So our government bails out people that do the wrong things. Yeah, I'm going towards the bank, Silicon Valley Bank. By the way, when I brought us back from break, I probably should have mentioned, please, if you want a second opinion on your financial affairs, give us a call, 623 523 0444 or email us at team at another com. now back to the government so Silicon Valley Bank you know if you remember correctly our government they kind of bobbled it I've been reading a little further about that and I realized it was almost a year ago they bobbled that whole thing a little bit but one thing that I came away with you have set up rules and I'm talking to you government officials and federal deposit insurance corporation and yelling at all you people so you put rules in place, and you said that the average bear cannot have more than two hundred fifty thousand dollars per account, right? I mean, and I say the average bear in person because if you're Mark Cuban, they estimated he had, I believe, it was five to seven million in one account, and by Monday morning he had his money back. You know what I mean? So they they bail out that bank. They if if more banks fail, and where I'm going with this is they are banks are slowly failing. There's a huge run on the banks. You just don't hear in the media, so we don't know what's happening. There's an exodus of money that you would not believe from the banks. Got some numbers from Michael C. I can't find them right now or I would read them, but it's staggering. You know, so anyway, so if you change the rules for people with money, but you don't change the rules for people without money, that's going to be problematic. And that's what I think we're about to see. And when I say about, I think it's imminent. I would say anywhere from tomorrow through the next year, year and a half, I think more banks are going to go. I don't think we're done with inflation problems. I think there's a lot of issues that are right in our face. How does it end? Personally, I think stock market collapse, real estate cycle, and not in a good way. I think we might even have a bail-in at the banks. Actually, I'm more than a 50-50 shot in my mind. I think it's a coin cost. A coin toss. You knew what I was saying. I boy, I'm... Really get through this today, aren't I? Not
3: well, I was going to say, you, I think you just coined a new term. I think that should be probably the title of this week's show: Toyn, a Toyn Costs Toyn po- Costs Toin Costs.
2: A toin yes. cost. I kind of like it. Yeah, and, we you know we, know what Anthony, we say
3: on you know what we say about people on you know who listen. We sell this to people who listen to another money show all the time. That you and Anthony, who's not here today, you guys are innovators, and you guys yeah. are, you you guys know how to innovate certain things, whether big or small. And you just innovated a new word right there. So congratulations,
2: sir. Thank you very much. So <laughs> you come here if you want to hear new words. I know a lot of words and you're going to hear them all today. And I'll even make some up, which is a good thing. So we joke about Anthony drinking in the morning, but apparently all along, maybe it's been me. So back to the banks. I think it's more than a 50-50 chance that we're going to have a bank holiday. They're going to close the banks. They're going to do us like they did Cyprus and Greece. They're going to say, don't panic, but you can't get your money. And I, it's funny because it's November of 2023. It's been a year already since we did this, but we played a clip for you about a year ago now, and it was the FDIC having a closed-door meeting with all of their cronies, and it basically said that they're getting ready to close the doors of the banks on a Friday. They said that the, the public hasn't... They don't have a need to know. They wouldn't be able to handle it. Where it basically, I paraphrase, we are too stupid... To have access to that information. How it hasn't happened yet, I think is kind of kind of a miracle, but they came out and said it. They recorded this closed-door meeting. We have a copy of it. I've sent it to several people. The FDIC meeting said what they think is going to play out, and they recorded it. So, in my travels, yeah, and I know I have no point when I talk. I know we need Anthony to keep me on track, but that's all right. So, in my travels yesterday, I read an article, and it, it it wasn't shocking to me at all. It was about the FDIC. So this article, it says here, Banking regulator with party culture rife with sexual harassment complaints, strip club invites. So I'll just read a little hair of this to you. Go ahead and poke around. One thing, we, we don't have a time to dig into all these things fully, so we give you enough information so you can look into it. And first of all, see if we're making it up. And second of all, some of this is just flat out interesting. So employees and supervisors at the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation are at the center of a brewing media firestorm after the Wall Street Journal. thats I think that's a pretty reputable publication still. After the Wall Street Journal released an in-depth report on the agency's party culture. A male Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation supervisor, uh, I translate to boss, in San Francisco invited employees to a strip club. The Wall Street Journal revealed in a recent story headlined strip clubs, lewd photos, and a boozy hotel, the toxic atmosphere at bank regulator FDIC. Continuing on, a supervisor in Denver had sex with his employee, told other employees about it, and pressed her to drink whiskey during work. The report continued. Senior bank examiners texted female employees photos of their penises. I think I can say that, right, Jim? I can't say something picks, but I think I can say a biological, technically correct term. The agency tolerated a heavy drinking culture. Boy, you remember the movie Wolf of Wall Street? It, apparently, it didn't end in the late 90s, as we would all think. Apparently, it's still going on. It's just not going on at our offices. It's going on in government offices. Oh, my gosh. The FDIC has come under criticism, criticism I can't even read now, for its handling of Silicon Valley Bank and other major, major financial institutions that failed this year. An FBI- <laughs> I can't even get through this. An FDIC spokesman responded to the story in a statement to Knox to Fox News Digital. Harassment in any form is contrary to the FDIC's values and our deep commitment to fostering a diverse and inclusive workplace. We have various training, reporting, and oversight programs that endeavor to create a safe and equitable environment where all employees can feel valued and respected. When we identify misconduct, we investigate and take appropriate action. In addition, we continually seek employee feedback and input on ways to promote and improve the culture through our workplace excellent counsels employee resource groups, and other means. To ensure we are living up to our values, we will continue to conduct periodic reviews of our programs and policies, the spokesman said. <laughs> so this is recent. You're telling me that while there's a massive run on the banks going on that nobody's telling me about, while there, there's certainly issues with people living paycheck to paycheck, the people that guarantee your money that you're never going to get are doing this stuff and I'm supposed to be okay with it and accept it? I'm not. You know, people that have money, people that have their home paid off, they they have their car paid off, they have a bunch of money in their 401k, their kids have already gone through college. You, you don't have to worry. You've won the game. So the financial game, you've won it. You've got your long-term care policy in place and or you can self-insure. So you won the game. So you shouldn't be worried about this, but you know what? You should be pissed. You should be angry. I brought that up last week or the week before. People need to wake up. Where these people that are drinking during working hours and staying at a hotel where they're, I don't even want to tell you some of the things this article said. I mean, the least of which is vomiting off of the rooftop where they have a lounge or something. Are you kidding me? These people are paid by us. Speaking of FDIC people that are paid by us, something a little known fact for you, although we bring it up regularly, a lot of people still don't know this. You need to make your way to a website, FDIC.gov. Go to FDIC.gov. There's a little search bar. Type in the little search bar, D-I-F, which I believe stands for Depositor Insurance Fund. You know, when I said Mark Cuban got his money, but you're not going to, you need to look at something. This this website shows you the approximate depositor assets and it shows the approximate amount of their insurance. Meaning, if we have a big run on the banks, if we have a you know collapse, how much money that you have in, and I'm talking about under $250,000. I'm not talking about the people that violate that rule. Which apparently is okay, depending on who you are. I'm talking about the people that have less than have less than 250,000. The current numbers, which as of this week are from the end of June, I have since been told it's worse now. The numbers from the end of June, in their own publication, 1.10 percent. Wrap your mind around that. You your money that you're leaving the bank. They're they're giving you CDs right now for 5%. They're trying to stop the bleeding. They're trying to get you back if you pulled money out. It's, it's all insane. It's this big, huge Ponzi scheme. Your insurance level is a little bit over 1%. So my suggestion, act accordingly. <laughs> Make sure you don't get stuck with your hands out when this happens. So and I, what I would do is I'd go to that website. I'd look to make sure I'm not full of hooey. I would research the term bail-in. I would do a little bit of work, and you're gonna start being on the same page, and then we can help you with what to do with money that doesn't need to be in the bank. What needs to be in the bank? You pay your bills. You need an emergency fund. You always have to have money in these banks or credit unions. Credit unions, by the way, that's NCUA, I believe it is. That's it's the same situation. All of these financial institutions, the money's in mortgage-backed securities, derivatives, collateralized mortgage obligations. It's it's all the same stuff. The credit unions, which are non-profit, they're affinity-based. You have to be a member of a credit union. They They generally give a little bit higher interest rates, a little bit lower fees on your credit cards, that sort of thing. They are not out of the woods on this. They also offer you $250,000 in coverage. You know what? I had a little trouble finding yesterday as I was doing my little outline for today. I had trouble finding what their solvency is. I found one article that wasn't that new. It was from 2019 and it said it was at 7%. That was before COVID. So if it was 7%, that means 93% of my credit union money is hanging out to dry if these things start failing. I think it's lower than that, but I need to find it before I verify that. So, back to our government. Do you realize that we are now over a trillion dollars a year in the interest on our debt? The debt, I've told you over and over, make sure you go to another website, usdebtclock.org. I would start checking in on there regularly because they've been doing something very bizarre lately. They, They... They have been putting and thank you, by the way, Cheryl, I've got a friend named Cheryl and she watches the usdebtclock.org closely and she screenshots pictures when they do this. They've been putting funny little sayings. They've been putting funny little things like on top of the numbers on the debt clock. And it's, it's very weird. It's all very like by gold. It's all very slated towards what we're saying. Like this is not going to go on that much longer. Act accordingly. But anyway, thank you, Cheryl, for sending me pictures of those. It's very interesting. I think you should look that up. So the the government is now paying a trillion dollars in just the interest on our debt payments. Think about that for a second. So we owe $33.7 trillion. That's just on the books. That's not the unfunded and the underfunded liabilities. We're not looking at the Ponzi scheme. That is Medicare, Medicaid, Social Security. That's just what we owe on in the interest. That's pretty scary. And by the way, I just read yesterday, I know I have attention deficit disorder. I have OCD. I can't stand track. I bounce around. It's You, you think I'm out of control when Anthony's here? I know I'm way worse when he's not here. So I heard that the, uh, remember when there was a bag of cocaine? <laughs> I can't believe I have to bring this up again. Remember when there was a bag of cocaine found at our White House? Apparently it's coming out now just this week. That there were more shenanigans around that than not. Apparently, there is evidence. There is DNA evidence on the the bag of cocaine. And it it was kind of hidden. Well, I don't know if they're going to uncover this. What I heard yesterday was it it was hidden, but it's still there. But they're thinking about destroying it. So it must be like a national security protocol. And then, Jim, good point. Jim's reminding me every single story I give you, I need to say allegedly, because I don't know. I'm not in DC. I don't know about DNA labs and fingerprint dusting and all that, but allegedly they they have <laughs> they have more information on the cocaine gate than we knew earlier. So it's it's interesting what'll come out. By the way, is cocaine in the White House? Is Janet Yellen being in China and on magic mushrooms and that being a story? Is that diversionary? Is that I mean that's pretty exciting stuff. I mean, in the history <laughs> of the White House, I don't think we would have imagined that there'd be a cocaine found there. But is it just to divert me from the say 33.7 trillion in debt from the trillion dollars just on the interest on her debt? Is is that, you know, what what am I more likely to read and dig into? What it means that we have debt that's unprecedented or do I want to read more about cocaine in the White House. So I don't know. I I don't, I don't understand this. I think I'm living in the weirdest time in history, living in such uncharted territory, and I don't know how it's going to play out. But I can tell you back to being realistic and not pessimistic or optimistic. I don't think some of it's good. I think we're in for some big changes. How soon? How would I know? I don't have a crystal ball. So what else do you want to talk about? Why don't we talk about, when I say that you shouldn't be in the bank, let's talk about that for a second. If you have, let's say, and I don't know your situation, I'm not giving you advice. Let's say you have $50,000 in your bank or credit union. I would probably think this is a window of opportunity to look at whether it might better your situation to bring that down to $10,000. Then what do you do with the other 40? Do you put it to an online bank? Well, no, that's the same thing. Do you move it to a credit union? Well, no, that's the same thing. You might want to have some cash at home. You know, I mean, we are in a world right now where, you know, uh, the B of A, some of these banks, Wells Fargo, there were some snags with depositors, (laughs) depositors, you know, paychecks going in and so forth. So I don't know if that's cyber attack, if that's, you know, power grid testing. I don't know what all that's about. But if you have cash in your house, at least you have it, you know. I mean, if the power grid goes down because of an EMP or a solar flare, we're all in deep you-know-what. So your cash isn't going to do much good, you know, in that case. But if things get sketchy and the banks close their door, at least you have that cash. People will recognize it. They'll still be willing to take it from you and barter. So I would have some cash at home. We tell you all the time, you need to research insurance companies. We have one year, two year, three year accounts now. I call them a CD alternative. They're like a CD. You put money in for one year. A year later, you can take it out. You have a 30-day window. You can take part of it. You can take all of it. You can roll it for another year, whatever you want to do with it. Our rates are competitive with the banks. But when I talk about the FDIC insurance, having 1.1% coverage on your money, the insurance companies to operate, in your state, have to have 100% of your money covered. Think about that. If you're doing CDs because they're offering this great rate right now, talk to us. When it comes due, let's talk to you. We have one-year alternatives that are 100% guaranteed. You know, I used to talk a little bit more extreme. I used to tell people I would buy hard assets, I, you know, if, whether it's right for your situation to buy gold and silver. We get that question a lot. And by the way, the answer to that is depends. The answer is moderation. The answer is, you know, diversification. The, the, when I talk about hard assets, I would say if you put the dots together, even if you only listen to this show as your source of like current event news, the trucking, if we have a snag in the trucking industry, we only have two to three days worth of food in the stores. Take some of that bank money. That's making you whopping interest right now. That's not protected at all. Get it out. Do a combination. You know, you take out forty thousand dollars, put ten thousand into one of these one year fixed products with insurance company. Put ten thousand dollars in cash. Use somebody to pay down debt. Use somebody to put a little extra food and water away. You know, if you have it and you don't need it, so what? But if you need it and you don't have it, you have a problem. That's what we want to get ahead of. And these banks, by the way, Chase, Citibank, now I'm reading (laughs) that they're closing accounts. You know, I really think that's unfair. Uh, Part of what I'm hearing is political reasons and religious reasons. They call it exiting. (laughs) This is a new term, another new term for me this week. So apparently 200 plus people have sent complaints to the New York Times. So I guess this is growing legs. But these banks are taking it upon themselves to exit people. And when the government says, well, you really shouldn't do that, they say, well, we're, we're trying to do your work and we're trying to stop, you know, anti-money laundering, you know, drug funding, terrorism funding. We're, we're trying to take people that we can't verify and get rid of them. Uh, I, I hope you're being genuine, you know, with what you're doing there, because that scares me. So Jim is telling me we are actually getting towards the end of the show. I think what I want to do, because I have plenty more to rant about, but I I tried to make the show a little bit financial this week, I got one more thing for you. I I read some good news here this week. November is National Long-Term Care Awareness Month. Look at me, ending on a happy note. This article I read, it says here, and by the way, some of these companies, Genworth, I believe is the big one, they do statistics every year. And this, this article, it says, in the U.S., you can expect to pay on average the following costs for care. 5148 for a home health aid, 1690 for adult daycare, 4774 for assisted living, 7908 for a semi-private room in a nursing home. I think now we call them senior communities, but whatever. And $9,305 for, for a private room in a nursing home. Let's substitute that again for senior community. That $9,000. This is average. That means if you're in California, it's way more. I believe I read it was $12,000 for a private room in a senior community in California. If you go to Arkansas, it'll be cheaper. So what I want to bring up with this, because I really have been trying to do better every week to give you some financial guidance on there. So we have solutions for you. If you're of little means, we can help you with how to plan for spending down and going towards Altex, which is the the state program for you. It's not the stigma of, you know, 50 years ago on the dole. It's actually you've got help there. We can help you with asset-based leverage for long-term care. We can help you with these things. So, oh boy, Jim, I am out of time. Jim just flashed the two-minute sign. So I hate to be, to wrap this up, but I guess I have to. Thank you so much, for joining me today. Again, I, I'll apologize again. I, I'm chaotic today and I I don't like that. I'm not going to even listen to this episode later because I know I won't like what I hear, but hopefully you got something out of it. Hopefully at least you do a little poking, a little digging, and you realize that there's a lot on the table. And most importantly, I, whether it's yourself, look at your statements. If you want a second opinion, we'll be honored to help you. Go to your advisor ask them, give them some of the examples we give and say, are you worried about this? Do you have an exit strategy? Do you have stops in place? What are you going to do if something happens? Are you just going to tell me to be calm or not? So that's my takeaway today is make sure you are awake and aware and nimble and make sure you go to youtube.com and look up another money show. Then you can see our shiny little faces. You can see what we look like. By the way, we don't look like financial advisors, or at least I don't. I have kind of longer hair, receding hairline and longer hair. It's kind of gross. But check us out. Make sure you give us show ideas, ask us questions. You can email us at team at another money And I'm old school. So pick up the phone, give me a call, 623 523 0444, and you will get the wonderful, beautiful Sandy. That's Anthony's mom or my wife, depending on what day it is and how much (laughs) much we're getting on each other's nerves. But do call us. Thank you for being here. We hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving and uh, we'll talk to you soon.
1: Thanks for listening to Another Money Show. You deserve to work with a private wealth management firm that will strategically work to protect your hard-earned assets. To schedule your free, no-obligation consultation, visit anothermoneyshow.com.
0: Fixed annuities, including multi-year guaranteed rate annuities, are not designed for short-term investments and may be subject to restrictions, fees, and surrender charges as described in the annuity contract. Guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuer.
1: At Rochford and Associates, we know you've worked hard to earn your money, and you've worked even harder to save it. When it comes to wealth management and planning for retirement, J. R. Rochford and his team of specialists have been helping individuals, families, and business owners find financial freedom at their veteran-owned firm for more than 25 years. Rochford and Associates also helps Americans like you with their insurance needs and estate planning, so you can be protected from life's uncertainties with a comprehensive retirement plan. Let us help you protect and grow what you worked so hard for. Take the next step toward financial freedom now by scheduling your free, no-obligation consultation so Jr. and his team can come to understand you and your family's specific needs, concerns, and financial goals. Give us a call now at 623-523-0444. That's 623-523-0444. Rochford & Associates, lasting solutions for your family, your future, your life.